Hello everyone and welcome. By now you might be a bit familiar with our annual routine. Every once in a while the update takes a little bit of a hiatus and I personally start growing some facial hair. But I'm hoping I won't have this for very long because we're recording new episodes of the update very soon. In the meantime, however, we have some very special gifts for all of you. As you know, now we've been on the air long enough to get to know each other pretty well, but not a lot of people have heard our old classic episodes. Well, for the next bit, we're going to be rectifying that by going into our archives, and we've been playing every single episode of the update from year number one. Year two of the update was trying to improve the first year growing pains. We had moved into a prime five o'clock slot, and we were starting to find our way. But that doesn't mean we had the occasional slip-up and mistake every now and again. But those mistakes and slip-ups only just made us better. And of course, there were other WKRB moments. There were new trainees. Uh, my old friend Chris jumped in as a co-anchor every now and again. But year number two was when the update really started to get the train moving. Enjoy year number two of the update, and we'll be back with new episodes very soon. And in the words of uh, Roger Grimsby and Bill Butel, hoping that your news will be good news, I thank you very much for joining me. Good luck, be safe, please be well, and we'll see you back here again very soon. You're listening to The Update with Brandon Julian on New York's only EDM station. This is 90.3 WKRB, Kingsborough Community College, Brooklyn, New York. On our broadcast tonight, a new safety interest by the mayor. Mayor de Blasio has signed a law to reactivate 140 speed cameras in school zones. We'll have details. Was there an attempted cover-up at NBC News? NBC News' chairman has sent an exhaustive defense of the network's handling of Ronan Farrow's investigation of Harvey Weinstein to his staff members. There's a search for a new champion at the U.S. Open. Defending champ Sloane Stevens has been knocked out in straight sets. And a long-running mystery has now been solved in Minnesota. Federal authorities say a pair of ruby slippers worn by Judy Garland in The Wizard of Oz that was stolen from a Minnesota museum was recovered in a sting operation. The update with Brandon Julian begins now. You're listening to 90.3 WKRB, New York's only EDM station. And now... Brandon Julian with an hour of news and information and your exclusive WKRB forecast. This is the update with Brandon Julian on 90.3 WKRB and WKRB.org. Everything you need to know because anything can happen in New York. Good evening, everyone, at 5.01 tonight on this Tuesday evening after Labor Day. I'm Brandon Julian. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. We have a lot of news to get to this evening, and we begin with a new safety interest by the mayor. Mayor de Blasio today signed a law to reactivate 140 speed cameras in New York City school zones. 
The legislation was signed today, just one day before a million New York City public school kids head back to class. The law will be will immediately be enforced in the 140 zones. The city also will be expanding the use of speed cameras to another 150 schools for a total of 290. Republican leaders in the state Senate, as you might remember, had allowed the program to expire. Then Governor Cuomo came up with a plan to circumvent the legislature. The cameras had remained on, even though they could not be used to ticket speeders. The city says more than 130,000 vehicles sped past them in just a two-week period. On to some of the other news of this Tuesday evening. And a black restaurateur says in a civil rights lawsuit that he was wrongfully arrested while trying to help a white patron who was ailing. The New York Times says the charges against Mist Harlem owner Clyde Pemberton and two employees were dropped last year. Their lawsuit says Pemberton, who's also a physician, tried to help when two women emerged from the restroom with a third woman who was unconscious. It says one woman punched Pemberton and used a racial slur. Then the woman, the women, I should say, pushed, kicked, and struck employees. The lawsuit says white police officers arrived, but their supervisor only spoke to one of the women. Pemberton and the employees were initially charged with unlawful imprisonment. The New York City Law Department says it will, quote, review the case and respond accordingly. WKRB News Time is now 5.03. The Kushner family real estate firm tonight has amassed more than half a million dollars in unpaid fines for various New York City sanitation and building violations Much of that bill incurred while presidential advisor Jared Kushner was running the company. City figures compiled for the Associated Press by a tenant watchdog group shows that most of the fines, about $350,000, stretched over the past five years. And just last month, the company was fined $210,000 for filing false construction documents. Kushner Company says the tally is misleading because many of the fines are the fault of renters and businesses in its buildings. The recent $210,000 fine came after the AP reported that the Kushner Company filed documents claiming it had no rent-stabilized tenants when, in fact, that it had hundreds of tenants. Meanwhile, tonight, is there an attempted cover-up at NBC News over the Harvey Weinstein investigation? NBC News' chairman has sent an exhaustive defense of the network's handling of Ronan Farrow's investigation of Weinstein to his staff members, saying that any speculation that the disgraced Hollywood mogul had any role in the network's rejection of the story was baseless. After a disagreement with his managers over whether he had enough material for a story about Weinstein's alleged sexual misconduct, Farrow took it to the New Yorker magazine. 
later shared the Pulitzer Prize with the New York Times for their stories about Weinstein, which ignited the Me Too movement. NBC's decision not to air a story became an embarrassment and returned to the news last week when Pharaoh's former producer publicly criticized the network. News boss Andy Lack detailed how NBC tried to minimize contact with Weinstein. WKRB News Time is now 5.06. Speaking of the New Yorker magazine, facing widespread outrage tonight, the New Yorker has dropped plans to interview Steve Bannon during its festival next month. New Yorker editor David Remenick told the Associated Press in a statement yesterday that he should interview Bannon in the future. It would be in a, quote, more traditionally journalistic setting. The former Donald Trump aide was supposed to be a featured guest during a prestigious gathering that over the years has drawn some of the world's most prominent artists. The announcement was made earlier yesterday and denounced by Roxanne Gay, Jessica Valenti, and many others. Filmmaker Judd Apatow had tweeted that he would not attend if Bannon was being interviewed. Catherine Schultz was among the New Yorker staff writers who tweeted that they had informed Remenick directly about their objections. Meanwhile, locally in city news, the NYPD says that a 15-year-old girl has fallen to her death off a Manhattan fire escape while apparently trying to retrieve her cell phone from the apartment inside. The NYPD identified the teen as Imogen Roche, they continue to investigate the circumstances surrounding her death on Sunday night in the Tribeca section of Manhattan. They say she was at a party at a fifth-floor apartment when she realized her phone was in a locked room and apparently decided to try to get in through the window but fell. Emergency responders found her on the ground unresponsive. She was taken to a hospital where she was pronounced dead. Neighbor Vicki Winter says Imogen was an aspiring actress and dancer. Imogen had appeared in short films produced by an after-school program. WKRB News Time is now 5.08. Out of Saratoga Springs tonight, Saratoga Racecourse has ended its 150th season with its second-highest all-sources handle, while topping 1.1 million in attendance for the third consecutive year. The New York Racing Association says the 40-day meet that ended yesterday totaled $659 million from all sources, including nearly $149 million from on-track wagers. The track set a record for all sources handled during the 2017 season, with more than $676 million wagered. Chad Brown, who grew up in nearby Mickeyonicville, captured the Saratoga training title with 46 wins, breaking his own record. Joe Jockey Erod Ortiz Jr. won the riding title with 52 wins, and Clara Vic Stables was the meet's leading owner with 21 wins. NYRA held a ceremonial groundbreaking today on a new three-story building called the 1863 Club to replace the current at the Real Pavilion, 
and temporary trailers at the end of the clubhouse. To the state capitol in Albany we go tonight, and a new report from the New York Public Interest Research Group finds that the cost of prescription drugs can vary widely among pharmacies, even within the same region. The report that was published today found instances where the same drug was sold at one pharmacy at prices that were $150 or more higher than at others. The report analyzed prices from a state health department website on drug pricing. In one example from Syracuse, a popular heartburn medication was sold at prices that range from a low of $189 to a high of $349. The report's authors say the price disparities can cause big problems for people who don't have prescription drug coverage. The report recommends that the state do a better job of making sure consumers have information about drug pricing. WKRB News Time now, 511. And finally tonight, out of Hartford, Connecticut, a wave of sexual harassment complaints that accompany the Me Too movement has now put a strain on many state and local offices that police workplace discrimination of all kinds. Places such as New York City and Massachusetts have added resources to deal with the surge in complaints. But human rights agencies elsewhere say their small staffs are struggling to keep up with caseloads. In Connecticut, which is on pace to receive nearly twice as many sexual harassment complaints as last year, some lawmakers worry about delays resolving those cases and others involving employment, housing, and credit discrimination. In many places, the complaints begin piling up last year, when the movement against sexual harassment and assault took off after allegations against former Hollywood mogul Harvey Weinstein. And the complaint process also differs from state to state. WKRB News Time now 512. We still have a lot more to cover on the update this Tuesday evening. It's a beautiful looking sky out there, but uh, don't let it fool you. It's It's hot. Out there, when will it finally feel like fall? We'll have the answers coming up. And the rails, they're looking pretty good for the most part. Your traffic and weather together is coming up next. And then we're going to talk some sports on this Tuesday evening, including a new search for a champion at the U.S. Open, as Sloan Stevens, the defending champ, has been knocked out in straight sets. That's all coming up in just one minute. This is the update with Brandon Julian on a Tuesday evening on 90.3 WKRB. Streaming live from Brooklyn to wherever you are. The update will be right back on 90.3 WKRB and WKRB.org. Rich is just a really, really, really good guy. The term good egg isn't enough to describe him. He's also certified organic and free range. Rich puts the cap back on everything. The toothpaste, the olive oil, the shampoo, everything. He lets his 10-year-old nephew beat him at virtual tennis, even though he can straight-up slay his 10-year-old nephew in virtual tennis. When the toilet paper is running low, Rich replaces the roll on the actual holder, not just on the back of the toilet. Rich is texting and driving. Rich, no. 
What are you doing, Rich? I was just telling everyone how great you are. Texting and driving makes good people look bad. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Brandon Julian, of all the radio stations in New York, we're one of them. This is The Update with Brandon Julian on 90.3 WKRB. Keeping an eye on the roads, the rails, and the skies, it's time for traffic and weather together. WKRB News Time now 514. Let's get you started with a check of the local subways this evening. Your northbound F and G trains, they're running with delays because of signal problems right now at 4th Avenue, 9th Street. Uh, Other than that, because of structural rehabilitation along the 4th Avenue line, your N trains are making local stops in Brooklyn at 53rd Street and 45th Street in both directions. This is through July of next year. So you might want to plan accordingly, get some extra travel time. Other than that, all your other subways, they're running on or close to schedule. Let's go from the rails and take a look what's happening out on these roadways tonight. If you're trying to get home, maybe you had an extra day off for the Labor Day weekend and you're trying to get back now. Uh, in Queens on the Van Wick Expressway going southbound, we have police department activity at College Point Boulevard over at exit 12A. You're backed up all the way across the span of the Whitestone Bridge over to the Bronx side near the tolls and then there's the usual speaking of the bronx long-term road construction i-87 going northbound during the grand concourse exit three in yankee stadium over at exit number five and then in brooklyn church avenue you have an accident there east 18th street you're backing up all the way to coney island avenue you got delays right now up around five minutes but that's expecting to build Alternate side parking and meter rules are in effect, and garbage and recycling is on schedule. Let us take a first look right now at our exclusive WKRB forecast. I don't need to tell you that it's been <laughs> it's been hot the last couple of days, um, and it's gonna break later this week. But this is like our twentieth ninety degree day of the season, and we're gonna add another couple of days to that for tomorrow and maybe Thursday too. For tonight, well, the partly cloudy skies, the lows will be in the mid-70s. And then tomorrow for your Wednesday, we'll have partly sunny skies, a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms in the afternoon. It'll be humid with our highs being in the mid-80s. Currently outside of JFK Airport, it is 90 degrees with mostly cloudy skies. Our humidity is at 52%. Our winds are out of the south at 9 miles per hour, making it feel like it's 96 if you step out the door right now. 90 degrees, we're going down to the mid-70s this evening. It'll still feel humid out there, too. WKRB News Times, now 517. Now, with the latest scores and highlights, it's time for the sports update. Tonight, there's a search for a new champion over at the U.S. Open. Defending champion Sloane Stevens has been knocked out in straight sets. Anastasia Sevastova, the number 19 seed, dominated Stevens 6-2, 6-3 to reach her first semifinal in the Flushing Meadows after making it to the quarterfinals in the past two years. 
And in the quarterfinals tonight at the Open, Serena, Serena Williams meets the last player to beat her there. Karolina Pliskova. Pliskova. I, I don't know how you read tennis players' names. I'm not, I'm not exactly the biggest tennis fan out there. Anyway, Karolina Pliskova, the number eight seed, knocked off Williams in the 2016 semifinals before the 23-time Grand Slam champion missed last year's tournament when she gave birth. And on the men's side, defending champion Rafael Nadal faces Dominic Thiem in a rematch of Nadal's French Open victory. Turning over to September baseball, because yet it's still happening, third baseman Rafael Devers and infielder Brandon Phillips are set to join the Red Sox in Atlanta for their game between the division leaders. Devers has been on the disabled list with a strained left hamstring. And the 37-year-old Phillips, who went to high school in the Atlanta area, will make his Boston debut. Phillips signed with the Red Sox in late June. In terms of today's action, both our local teams are out west tonight. The Yanks there in Oakland to play the Athletics tonight at 10.05. J.A. Happ gets the ball for the Yankees. Liam Hendricks will get the start for the Athletics. And the Mets there in Los Angeles to play the Dodgers tonight at 10.10. Jason Vargas gets the ball for the Mets. He's 3-0 in his last few starts. Rich Hill will get the ball for the Dodgers. WKRB News Time now 519. When we come back on the update tonight, it's time to talk about our weirder but true story. And we all know apartments these days, they're getting smaller and they're trying to cram as much space as they can into a little apartment. However, this might be taking it to a new level. I'm going to explain that, and then we'll also talk about what happened on this day in history. That's all coming up in just one minute. This is the update with Brandy Julian on a Tuesday evening. A 90.3 WKRB. Not near your radio and want to listen to us on the go? Download the TuneIn app and search for WKRB or download the KBCC mobile app. Everybody buckle up. Buckle up. Buck, buckle up. Buckle up. Every, 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 everybody buckle up. Buck, buckle up. Buck, buckle up. Everybody buckle up. Let's go. Buckle up. Can we get some ice cream? Everybody, everybody, buckle up. A lot goes on in the car, but remember, you're in control. Stand firm. Only move when you hear the click that says they're buckled in. Never give up until they buckle up. Learn more at safercar.gov slash kidsbuckleup. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Brandon Julian. Paging common sense. Paging common sense. Is there any common sense left in the room? This is The Update with Brandon Julian a 90.3 WKRB. Welcome back to the update. Brandon Julian here, 90.3 WKRB. 
Also streaming online right now, WKRB.org. It might be beautiful looking out there here in the big city, but do not let that sky fool you. It's humid. <laughs> it, it does not exactly feel great out there. Well, uh, when will it cool down? Well, we'll have the answer in our exclusive WKRB forecast. Coming up at about 11, 10 minutes from now, 532 this evening. You know, it's been... This heat has really been putting a struggle on doing doing stuff consistently. I came back from what was it? I, I came back from a six week hiatus because I was away doing summer camp stuff at, at my summer job. So I was away on assignment for the last six for six weeks. Then I came back a couple of weeks ago, and it's like it did. It's like the weather didn't change. <laughs> It's like the weather didn't change at all. It was still hot. It was hazy. It was humid. I really only managed to do two shows last week before I couldn't I couldn't take it anymore. But we're back on a consistent basis in the month of September. Uh, the Kingsboro semester starts next week. Things are looking good. Anyway, our WKRB News Time is now 523. Let's talk about our weirder but true story on this Tuesday evening. And it comes out of St. Louis, Missouri tonight. We all know that apartments, they're trying, they're making it smaller and smaller. They're trying to cram as much stuff as they can in as little space to charge as much money. However, a St. Louis man is the new tenant of a tiny apartment with a unique layout. The kitchen and the bathroom are in the same place. Yes, you heard me correctly. The toilet bathtub, oven, and sink are all in one room. The 200-square-foot apartment is in St. Louis's Tony Central West End. You see, the ad and photo for the $525 per month apartment appeared on several websites and had people flush with excitement. Harold Carabell of SF Shannon Real Estate Management says that the new tenant loves it. Of course, the 111-year-old the building originally housed 12 luxury apartments. Carabal says that around the time of the Great Depression, it was remade into 50 small units, the studio being the smallest among them. Uh, Toilet-kitchen combo aside, the apart- Carabal says the apartment has a lot to like, like, including refinished hardwood floors and new windows. I'm telling you, if I ever get an apartment like that, my real, my, it, I need to have at least a minimum of 500 square feet in the apartment. Could you imagine, I don't want my kitchen and my bathroom being in the same place. Just unreal. (laughs) WKRB News Time, now 525. Let's talk about what happened on this day in history for this September the 4th. The highlight of his day came in 1951, when President Harry S. Truman addressed the nation from the Japanese Peace Treaty Conference in San Francisco in the first live coast-to-coast television broadcast. In 1781, Los Angeles was founded by Spanish settlers under the leadership of Governor Felipe de Neve. In 1917, the American Expeditionary Forces in France suffered their first fatalities during World War I when a German plane attacked a British-run base hospital 
Space-based hospital in Kamiers. In 1944, during World War II, British troops liberated Antwerp, Belgium. In 1957, Arkansas Governor Orville Faubus used Arkansas National Guardsmen to prevent nine black students from entering all-white Central High School in Little Rock. Also, Ford Motor Company began selling its ill-fated Edsel. In 1962, the Beatles, with their new drummer, Ringo Starr, recorded Love Me, Love Me Do at EMI Studios in London. Uh, the, the more familiar version with substitute drummer Andy White and Starr playing the tambourine was recorded a week later. In 1971, an Alaska Airlines jet crashed near Juneau, killing all 111 people on board. In 1972, U.S. swimmer Mark Spitz won a seventh gold medal at the Munich Olympics in the 400-meter medley relay. In 1987, a Soviet court convicted West German pilot Matthias Rust of charges stemming from his daring flight to Moscow's Red Square and sentenced him to four years in a labor camp. Rust was released in August of 1988. In 1998, internet services company Google filed for incorporation in California. In 1999, Israeli Prime Minister Ehud Barak and Palestinian leader Yasser Arafat signed a breakthrough land for security agreement during a ceremony in Shuram al-Sheikh, Egypt. In 2006, crocodile hunter Steve Irwin died after a stingray's barb pierced his chest. He was only 44. And in 2014, comedian Joan Rivers died at a New York hospital a week after going into cardiac arrest in a, doc- in a doctor's office during a routine medical procedure. She was only 81. WKB News, time now 528. When we come back on the update tonight... It's time to give you a recap of our top story. The mayor has signed a new law to reactivate New York's 140 speed cameras in school zones. We'll have details. We'll also give you another check of your traffic and weather together. And then we'll go to Wall Street and we'll talk some business news happening there. That's coming up in just two minutes from now. This is the update with Brandon Julian on a Tuesday evening at 90.3 WKRB. News for New Yorkers who never stop moving. You're listening to The Update with Brandon Julian on 90.3 WKRB. Well, Jason, I've got to tell you, you're pretty much everything this company is looking for in an entry-level candidate. Great. Your resume isn't quite what we're used to, but you've got a fantastic work ethic. Thank you. And I'm impressed by how you carry yourself. So, should we talk about the job? Uh, What? The job? Oh, sorry. Yeah, I have no way of recruiting or even meeting you. This interview didn't happen. It may sound ridiculous, and that's because it kind of is. There's a huge pool of talent your company is missing out on. Meet the grads of life. Who are they? Talent worth knowing about. Young adults of unique determination and experience. An ideal fit for your company in an entry-level position, internship, or even mentorship. They might not have every qualification you typically look for, but they're exactly who your company needs. Man, we really could have used him. Don't miss out on a resource many innovative companies have already discovered. Go to gradsoflife.org to learn how to find, cultivate, and train this great pool of untapped talent. 
Brought to you by the Ad Council and gradsoflife.org. You wanted to see me? Yes, please, have a seat. So here's the thing. When this company brought you on, we took a chance on you. You didn't have that four-year college degree we typically look for. Right. But we gave you a shot anyway. And since then, you've worked incredibly hard and given it your all. Thanks. You've been an important asset to the team. But I don't think you can be an intern here anymore. <sighs> we want to hire you. You're, you're serious? Absolutely. Find your next great employee. Introduce yourself to the grads of life. Who are they? Talent worth knowing about. Young adults of unique determination and experience. An ideal fit for your company in an entry-level position, internship, or even mentorship. They might not have every qualification you typically look for, but they're exactly who your company needs. I won't let you down. I know. Don't miss out on a resource many innovative companies have already discovered. Go to gradsoflife.org to learn how to find, cultivate, and train this great pool of untapped talent. Brought to you by the Ad Council and gradsoflife.org. You're listening to New York's only EDM station, 90.3 WKRB, with Brandon Julian. Now, the update continues on 90.3 WKRB. It's everything you need to know, because anything can happen in New York. Good evening, everyone. At 531 tonight on this Tuesday evening, I'm Brandon Julian. Thanks for staying with us on the update tonight. Let's give you a recap of our top story, and it's a new safety interest by the mayor and the governor. Mayor de Blasio signed a law today to reactivate 140 speed cameras in New York City school zones. The legislation was signed today one day before about a million kids head back to class. The law will immediately be enforced in the 140 zones. In addition, the city will be expanding the use of speed cameras to another 150 schools for a total of 290. As you may remember, Republican leaders in the state Senate had allowed the program to expire. Then Governor Cuomo came up with a plan to circumvent the legislature. The cameras had remained on even though they cannot be used to ticket speeders. The city says more than 130,000 vehicles sped past them in a two-week period. As our top story on the update tonight for this Tuesday evening, let's get you home in the PM rush hour, whether it is by train or by car. WKRB News Times, now 532. Keeping an eye on the roads, the rails, and the skies, it's time for traffic and weather together. Let's get you started again with a check of your local subways. Uh, your northbound F and G trains, they're still running with delays because of ongoing signal problems at 4th Avenue, 9th Street. And now your R and W trains, they've resumed after an earlier train with mechanical problems at Whitehall Street South Ferry. Also, because of structural habilitation, rehabilitation, I should say, N trains are making uh, local stops at 53rd and 45th Street, both directions in Brooklyn. This is happening until July of next year, so you might want to plan some additional travel time if you are using the N train. Let's go back over to the roadways tonight. We still have... Uh, we still have a spilled load that's blocking two lanes 
in Queens on the Van Wick Expressway going southbound over at College Point Boulevard, exit 12A. You're backing up all the way across the span of the Whitestone Bridge over toward the Bronx side over where you pay at the tolls. In Brooklyn, we still have that accident, Church Avenue. 18th Street, you're backed up to Coney Island Avenue. Delay is, say, five minutes, but you know it's going to build the longer you stay in there. And uh, the usual long-term road construction going back to the Bronx. I-87 going northbound between the Grand Concourse, Exit 3, and Yankee Stadium over at Exit 5. Alternate side parking and meter rules are in effect, and garbage and recycling is on schedule. Let us take another look right out of your exclusive WKRB forecast. Do not let the sky fool you. It might look nice out there, but you could see from the top of the buildings the haze that is in the air. It's making the air quality unhealthy. And uh, this is our, I believe it's our second heat wave in just a matter of weeks, really. <clears throat> I know some people are wondering, when is the heat going to break? Well, we're going to have to wait until this weekend. We'll have temperatures in the mid and lower 70s before we start warming up again uh, to the lower 80s as we go into next week. For tonight, however, will a partly cloudy skies or lows will be in the mid 70s. Tomorrow for your Wednesday will a partly sunny skies with a slight chance of showers and storms in the afternoon. It'll be humid still. Our eyes will be in the mid 80s. Wednesday night will a partly cloudy skies with a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms in the evening. A little bit of patchy fog after midnight. It'll be humid. Our lows will be in the mid-70s. And then on Thursday, we'll have mostly sunny skies, a slight chance of showers and storms in the morning, then a chance of showers and storms in the afternoon. It'll be humid again. Our highs will be in the upper 80s, but our heat index values will be in the upper 90s. Currently outside JFK Airport, it is 90 degrees with mostly cloudy skies. Our humidity is at 52%. Our winds are out of the south at 9 miles per hour, making it feel like it's 96 degrees. 90 degrees, we're going down to the mid-70s this evening. WKRB News Time now, 536. Let's talk some uh, business news on this Tuesday evening. Stocks closed lower today as technology and healthcare companies took losses. Facebook lost over 2.5%, and drug maker Amgen lost nearly 2%. JD.com fell 6% after the CEO of the Chinese e-commerce company was arrested in Minneapolis on suspicion of criminal sexual conduct. JD.com said Richard Liu returned to China after his release. However, Amazon rose about 1.5% and traded briefly above a trillion dollars in market value. It finished slightly below that mark. Apple was the first publicly traded U.S. company valued at a trillion dollars. We're actually going to talk about that in our U.S. update coming up in just a few minutes. Meanwhile, taking when it was all said and done, at the end of the day, the Dow Jones Industrial Average closed down 12 points to 25,952. The S&P 500 closed down 4 points. And the NASDAQ closed down 18 points. Finally tonight, out of Norfolk, Virginia, journalists at two daily newspapers there have announced plans to form a union. Reporters and photographers at the Daily Press in Newport News and the Virginian Pilot in Norfolk announced in a statement today that they plan to join the News Guild. 
It's a sector of the Communication Workers of America. Chicago-based Trunk Incorporated owns those papers as well, as well as the Chicago Tribune, the Baltimore Sun, and others. The Daily Press and the Pilot cover Virginia's Hampton Roads region. Trunk has owned the Daily Press since 1986 and bought the Pilot in May. One editor has held both papers since June. The plan to unionize was announced as management began to streamline its operations. NPR first reported the journalist's plans. A trunk spokeswoman did not immediately respond to a request seeking comment. WKB News Time now 538 when we come back on the update tonight. It's time to talk some national news, including a long-running mystery that's solved involving the ruby slippers worn by Judy Garland in The Wizard of Oz. We lead off next with President Trump's attack on his own Justice Department. It's now drawing fire from his own fellow Republicans. We're going to talk about that in just one minute. This is the update with Brandon Julian on a Tuesday evening on 90.3 WKRB. Keep it tuned in to WKRB. The update returns in a moment. The average time a resume spends on an HR manager's desk is seven seconds, and most of them are tossed aside. Now imagine if one of those resumes belonged to Yasmin, who was... Living in a shelter, juggling three jobs. I had to be resilient. That's something that you can't teach. Or if that resume was from someone who... Worked 12-hour shifts at the recycling company with my dad, who's 72. That taught me a work ethic that I carry with me every day. We rely so much on a resume, yet it could never tell the full story of someone... Growing up where I did, a lot of things could have gotten in the way of my goals. But I learned to push through, and that's what I bring to work every day. So maybe it's time we look beyond the resume and look to grads of life. Discover new ways to develop great talent that are so much more than what's on paper at gradsoflife.org. A public service announcement brought to you by Grads of Life and the Ad Council. Listen to us on Mixcloud to know more about the stories that matter to you and to prepare more for the weather ahead. And did you miss any episodes of the update? Listen to any episode anytime at Mixcloud.com slash the update. Also, follow us on Twitter at the WKRB update. Welcome back to the update of Brandon Julian on 90.3 WKRB. We are also streaming online right now on WKRB.org. Our WKRB news time is now 540. It is time to talk some national news uh, on this Tuesday evening. And we begin tonight in Washington. Well, President Trump's attack on his own Justice Department for pursuing cases against two GOP congressmen is now drawing fire from his own fellow Republicans. Arizona Senator Jeff Flakes says that Trump's criticism of the agency for jeopardizing the two lawmakers' seats exceeds what previous presidents have said. He said today, quote, we can't normalize that. 
A spokeswoman for House Speaker Paul Ryan says the Justice Department must be apolitical. Ashley Strong says Ryan is taking seriously the charges lodged against New York Representative Chris Collins and California Representative Duncan Hunter. Trump tweeted yesterday that both indictments came weeks before November's midterm elections. In a shot at Attorney General Jeff Sessions, he wrote, quote, Good job, Jeff. Sessions, it says that his department won't be improperly influenced by political considerations. Flake, as we all know, has criticized Trump repeatedly for his conduct and is not seeking re-election. In other news tonight, in Mississippi, Tropical Storm Gordon is rumbling up, the, rumbling up that coast. It's disrupted oil and gas production in the Gulf of Mexico and closed casinos in Mississippi. The Federal Bureau of Safety and Environmental Enforcement says workers on at least 54 production platforms have been evacuated in advance of Gordon. That is about 8% of the staff platforms in the Gulf and about 9% of the, of the region's is oil and natural gas production. In Mississippi, state officials are ordering 12 casinos along the Gulf Coast to close as Gordon approaches. Mississippi Gaming Commission Executive Director Alan Godfrey says the commission is ordering gambling halls to close at 5 o'clock today. Such closures are typical in advance of tropical storms and hurricanes because casinos are in waterfront locations. And while casinos themselves typically don't flood, access roads and parking areas often do. WKRB News Time is now 543. Back in Washington tonight, President Trump's former attorney in the Russia investigation says that scenes and comments in journalist Bob Woodward's explosive new book on Trump did not occur. Dowd resigned from Trump's legal team back in January. The book, Fear, Trump in the White House, says he did so following a mock interview he conducted with Trump in anticipation of sitting down with special counsel Robert Mueller. Dowd is quoted as telling the president, quote, don't testify. It's either that or an orange jumpsuit. In a statement issued today, Dowd says, quote, there was no so-called practice session or reenactment of a mock interview at the special counsel's office. He adds, quote, further, I did not refer to the president as a liar and did not say that he was likely to end up in an orange jumpsuit. Meanwhile, tonight, a man whose daughter died in the school shooting in Parkland, Florida, tried to shake the hand of Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh during a break in today's confirmation hearing. Fred Guttenberg, whose daughter Jamie died in the Valentine's Day attack, approached Kavanaugh after he rose from the witness table for a lunch break. <clears throat> he put out his hand to Kavanaugh, who paused for a moment before turning away as a security guard stepped in. At the word, Guttenberg tweeted that Kavanaugh did not want to deal with the reality of gun violence. White House spokesman Raj Shaw says security intervened before Kavanaugh could shake the hand of the unidentified individual. After the encounter, Capitol Police talked with Guttenberg. 
He was again sitting in the hearing room for the afternoon session. WKRB News Time now, 545. Speaking of Kavanaugh's confirmation hearing, some Democratic senators weighing 2020 presidential campaigns have seized upon the opening moments of Kavanaugh's confirmation Senate hearings. Democrats on the Senate Judiciary Committee, including Kamala Harris of California, Amy Klobar of Minnesota, and Cory Booker of New Jersey, demanded that Republicans delay Kavanaugh's hearing today. Their calls came after a last-minute release of more than 40,000 pages of documents and the withholding of tens of thousands more. And their show of force is aimed at countering President Trump's agenda and is offering a glimpse at what's expected to be a wild, unpredictable campaign to defeat the Republican president. Democrats warn that Kavanaugh may help overturn Roe v. Wade if he's confirmed to the Supreme Court. Trump has not responded to the Democrats' opposition to Kavanaugh. Meanwhile, in Phoenix, Arizona, in the wake of the death of Senator John... (laughs) Excuse me. In Phoenix, in the wake of the death of Senator John McCain, her daughter Megan is praising former Senator John Kyles' willingness to go back to the Senate and replace her father, who died of brain cancer last month. She says she can, quote, think of no one better to keep fighting for the country and state he held so dear. The Republican Kyle served previously as one of Arizona's two senators alongside McCain. Megan McCain today tweeted that Kyle is a true statesman and a friend to my family. Kyle was appointed by Republican Arizona Governor Doug Ducey, but agreed only to a brief appointment through January of 2019. We will be back with more national news in just one minute. WKRB News Time is now 540, 5.48. WKRB News Time is now 5.48. Today we decided to walk to school. At the corner, we waited to cross the street. The stoplight counted down. 15, 14, 31, I mean 13. We took a left on Carroll Garden Street. Loud music was coming from a car. Danny's a smart kid, but he gets so distracted. There were so many other sounds, I didn't know what to focus on. Danny, earth to Danny. Suddenly, he realized he forgot his homework again. I left my homework on the table. At the school steps, we hugged goodbye. goodbye. I really hope he doesn't have another bad day at school today. When you can see learning and attention issues from their side, you can be on their side. That's why there's understood.org, a free online resource for the parents of the one in five kids with learning and attention issues. Get personalized recommendations, practical tips, daily access to experts, and more. Go from misunderstanding to understood.org. Brought to you by Understood in the Ad Council. WKRB News, time now 549. Back here in New York tonight, Amazon has become the secondly public traded company to be worth a trillion dollars, hot on the heels of Apple. We talked about it briefly in our business update. Amazon has revolutionized, as we all know, how people shop online and is the world's dominant internet retailer. 
In two decades, the company expanded far beyond its bookseller beginnings, combining its world-spanning retail operation with less flashy but very profitable advertising and cloud computing businesses. The company's broad success made its founder and CEO, Jeff Bezos, number one on Forbes Billionaires list this year. The Seattle-based company has cemented customer loyalty through smart devices like Alexa and the Prime Membership Program that offers fast and free shipping, as well as music and video streaming perks. Amazon stock rose 1.7%, putting its market value just over a trillion dollars. Apple topped that mark in early August. Meanwhile tonight, country singer John Rich of Big and Rich is criticizing Nike for hiring former San Francisco 49ers quarterback Colin Kaepernick for a new ad campaign and posted a picture of cut-up Nike socks. Uh, Rich tweeted yesterday, last night I should say, that a member of his crew cut the trademark swoosh off his socks and that he was also planning to burn them. As we all know, Kaepernick began a wave of protests by NFL players two seasons ago, kneeling during the national anthem to protest police brutality and racial inequality. In a series of tweets that continued today, Rich, who was also on The Celebrity Apprentice, said that he supported the right to protest, but that Nike lost his support when they endorsed Kaepernick. WKRB Newstown, now 551. A long-running mystery has been solved tonight in Minnesota. As federal authorities say a pair of ruby slippers worn by Judy Garland in The Wizard of Oz that was stolen from a Minnesota museum was recovered in a sting operation. The slippers were stolen in 2005 from the Judy Garland Museum in Grand Rapids by a thief who broke into a small display case. The FBI says a man approached the company that had insured the shoes about a year ago and said that he had information about how the shoes could be returned. The FBI says it set up a sting operation and recovered the slippers. The slippers' authenticity was verified by comparing them with another pair at the Smithsonian's American History Museum in Washington, D.C. The FBI says it has multiple suspects in the extradition and the invest and that the investigation continues. <coughs> it says anyone with information about the theft should get in touch with them. And finally tonight, back in Washington, the EPA's internal watchdog is faulting the agency for spending millions of dollars on around-the-clock security for former Administrator Scott Pruitt. The EPA Inspector General says the agency failed to document why Pruitt needed more than $3.5 million in security spending in 2017. According to the EPA, Pruitt's security costs were more than double that of his predecessor, predecessor, Gina McCarthy, during her last year. The Inspector General's report says the EPA's lack of rules over security for agency heads can result in excessive or unnecessary costs. The EPA provided Pruitt with around-the-clock bodyguards. The Inspector General's reports 
uh, says that included $106,507 in overtime that lacked proper, proper authorization. Porritt left the EPA this summer amid a barrage of scandals over spending and other alleged abuses of office. We will talk about the many celebrity birthdays for this day coming up when the update with Brandon Julian for a Tuesday evening returns in just 60 seconds. Hey, everyone. You know, let's all stop what we're doing right now and take a moment. That felt good, huh? Just like that, we had a nice, special sort of moment together. Of course, they don't all need to be quiet moments to be special. They could be loud moments, goofy moments, sporty moments, dorky moments. Moments where we talk or walk or just hang out. It doesn't really matter. They all count. Because every time dads like us take a moment like that to spend with our kids, well, it's pretty momentous. (laughs) Sounds like somebody agrees. So let's take a moment to make a moment. Today, call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Brandon Julian from New York. It's 6 o'clock. Do you know where your boyfriend is? This is the update with Brandon Julian on 90.3 WKRB. This is the update, and it is time to talk about our celebrity birthdays. Actress Mitzi Gaynor is 87 years old. Actor Kenneth Kimmon Kimmon is 77. Singer Merlad Bubba Knight from Gladys Knight and the Pips is 76. So is TV personality and veterinarian Dr. Jan Pohl from The Incredible Dr. Pohl. And so is World Golf Hall of Famer Raymond Floyd. Actress Jennifer Salt is 74. World Golf Hall of Famer Tom Watson is 69. Rhythm and Blues musician Ronald Lapide is 68. Actress Judith Ivey is 67. And so is rock musician Martin Chambers from The Pretenders. Actor Lawrence Hilton Jacobs is 65. Actress Condi Alexander is 61. Actor and comedian Damon Wayans Jr. Sr. Damon Wayne Sr. is 58. And so is rock musician Kim Thale. Actor Richard Spiite Jr. is 49. And so is actor Noah Taylor. Actress Ione Skye is 48. Actor and singer James Monroe Aglehart is 44. Pop rock singer, DJ, musician, and producer Mark Ronson is 43. And so is rhythm and blues singer Richard Wingo from Jagged Edge. Rock musician Ian Gruska from Newfound Glory is 41. Actor Wes Bentley is 40. Actor Max Greenfield is 39. Singer Dan Miller from Oattown is 38. Singer Beyonce Knowles is 37. And so is country singer-musician Tom Gossin from Gloriana. (laughs) Actress and comedian Whitney Cummings is 36. Actor and comedian Kyle Mooney from Saturday Night Live is 34. Rock, folk rock musician Nayla Pietrick from the Lumineers is 32. Pop rock singer and songwriter James Bay is 28. Actor Carter Jenkins is 27. 
And actor Trevor Gagnon is 23. Uh, those are the celebrity birthdays for this September the 4th. Keeping an eye on the roads, the rails, and the skies, it's time for traffic and weather together. A uh, final check of our rail conditions if you are heading out to the subways right now. Uh, you still have those delays on those F and G trains because of ongoing signal problems at 4th Avenue, 9th Street, and uh, because of structural, structural rehabilitation on the N train. They're making local stops at 53rd and 45th Street in both directions through July of 2019. Alternate side parking and meter over effect and garbage and recycling is on schedule. A final look at our forecast tonight. If you are headed out the door, we will have partly cloudy skies tonight. Our lows will be in the mid-70s. And then tomorrow for your Wednesday, partly sunny skies, a slight chance of showers and storms in the afternoon. Still humid. Our, our highs will be in the mid-80s. Currently outside JFK Airport, 88 degrees, mostly cloudy skies. Our humidity is at 55%. Our winds are out of the south at 7 miles per hour, making it feel like it's 93 degrees. 88 degrees. We're going down to the mid-70s this evening. Uh, Our thought for today is from C.S. Lewis, a British author born in 1898 and died in 1963. Our thought for today is this moment contains all moments. I'm going to let you guys ponder on that. As we say in the words of Walter Cronkite, that's the way it is. Tuesday, September the 4th, uh, 2018. Uh, that is our that is our report on the update on this Tuesday evening. I'm Brandon Julian. Uh, we appreciate you joining us tonight. Hoping your news is good news. We're back tomorrow evening at 5 o'clock for all of us here at WKRB. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a great night. Hope to see you back here tomorrow.